All right, guys, Choose Recovery podcast, as promised, we're going to jump back into the Dose of Hopes. This particular one is uh, by a friend of mine, an elder of mine, uh, and someone I work with as well at Freedom House. Uh, Her name, we know her as Sugar. Uh, Sharon is her name. Uh, She calls everybody Sugar, and so we uh, call her that as well. I just love all the things I've learned through her throughout the years that I've served together with her there at that job. And so she's going to jump in on this episode of The Dose of Hope. What are you thinking and saying about yourself? Maybe it's I'm fat. Maybe it's because of my addictions I'm worthless. Maybe it's because of what I've done wrong in the past no one will ever love me again. Maybe you need to be speaking life. This is A Dose of Hope, a radio program brought to you by Freedom House. Freedom House is a faith-based, level 2, long-term recovery residence located in Soldatna, Alaska. And on today's program, our guest will be sharing with us the power of speaking life. I'm Tom Steigelman, and here's our host, Jennifer Waller. Hello, everybody. It's so good to be back with you guys this week. Um, I just love doing the Dose of Hope talk shows. What an honor it is to get to share with you guys. Um, testimonies of salvation and redemption and addiction recovery, but as well as topics that we love to talk about and that we think people across the whole state are working through. We've talked about mental health topics, depression, anxiety, suicide awareness and prevention. Um, We've talked about addiction and recovery and healing, and we've talked about cancer and sicknesses. The one thing that everything has in common that we talk about on this show is Jesus. He is our all in all. He is who we go to no matter what we're facing in life, no matter what's going on. He's the one that speaks to us to give us the topics that we do talk about. And today I'm excited um, to have one of my spiritual mentors, one of my spiritual mothers of the faith in the room with me. Um, Her name is Sharon, but we call her Sugar. And why don't you tell us how you got that name? Well, apparently I call everybody sugar. And so one day, one of the ladies in, in, that was here in the house said, you know, we just need to nickname you sugar. And it has taken Stuck for years. years. That's know. all we know her by. So she's kind of from the South area at some point. So she's got that, that Southern twang and calls everyone sugar. And so now she is our sugar and we are so blessed. Anyone that knows her or gets to um, do life with her or walk alongside her or sit under her is beyond blessed. God just puts some people in our lives that are priceless and that, um, you know, I just don't know how I could continue on my journey without some spiritual mentors that God has placed above me and, She's one of them. So thankful for her. And so before we get to the topic of speaking life is what we're going to focus on and talk about today. Um, For those of you that don't know what Freedom House is or who we are or what we do, we just want to spend a few minutes and share that with you. And so um, my testimony is out of 10 years of drug and alcohol addiction that God um, completely saved me from, forgave me restored me through, you know, when I do this 30 second testimony, you think, wow, that was quick. It was a 
a journey and a process and a whole year, that very first year of recovery of just brutal um, asking for forgiveness and going to people that I have wronged and um, living a lifestyle of not only, you know, words of saying, will you forgive me, but also walking that out in my life and so much restoration and healing happened in my life. And about seven years in my recovery journey, God laid it on my heart to open um, a home here in Soldatna for women coming out of addiction, just like me, because thankfully I had a home to go through when I got out of my last rehab center that I went to, um, a safe home. But so many of my friends and sisters did not have a place to go when they would graduate treatment or when they would get out of prison. And it just broke my heart. And so, and also the discipleship piece is the main part. Like if I didn't, if I wasn't plugged into my local church and had, I reached out to women to mentor me, to help me cook, to help me be a mom and a wife. Cause when I got sober, I had been married four and a half years. We had three kids at the time and I didn't know how to do anything other than burn grilled cheese sandwiches. And <laughs> if my husband was in the room, he'd say, I still can do that, but... I've added to my recipe box. I could cook meals now. And it was because of the mentorship and the discipleship that women sewed into my life and they took the time to teach me and I took the time to learn and grow with them. So that's what was put on my heart in opening this home is to have a safe place for women seeking recovery and discipleship, but also mentoring. And that's really where, Sugar, why don't you tell us when you first got involved in the ministry here, what did that look like? Well, um, a little bit of background on myself. You know, I w we were evangelists and pastors for many years. And um, when my husband passed away, I moved back to Alaska because my kids are here. And as I was settling in, I really didn't know what ministry was going to look like for me or even if there was going to be any. And so um, Jan actually is a friend of my granddaughter, April. Mm -hmm. And I knew that she was getting ready to start something big. I mean, I just could feel it in the spirit. And so I wanted to be a part of that. And so I started as a volunteer. Actually, I started as a volunteer before the house was even open because as they were doing all the reconstruction, we would bring meals and, you know, help people walk through as on a tour and all yes. of those kind of things. Yep. And so um, then I volunteered for a year as a freedom friend. Uh, and I walked in the office one day Hold to... Hold on. Let's tell the listeners, what is a freedom friend? So a freedom friend is actually just a mentor, just somebody who can be a friend to those ladies and men who are in our homes that can come in and spend an hour, go to coffee, just listen, uh, try to answer any questions, and of course... Uh, give them the opportunity to accept Jesus as their yes, Savior. Yes, absolutely. Yes, amen. And then you walked in the office one day. So then I walked in the office one day, and Jen was at the desk, and she just looked at me and said, you need to apply for the job, and I didn't even know what kind of a job <laughs> it was. <laughs> and so that was how I became a part of the staff at Freedom House, and here we are all these years later. Yeah, she was our um, women's house manager for close to three years, and then she actually tried to retire, <laughs> oh, maybe two years ago, mm -hmm. and um, God's just not done with her here yet. So even though her... Um, 
titles changed. She's still a huge part of the ministry. She's now on our board of directors. And then she also has transitioned into a devotion part here at the house. So we have required programming. And some of that is devotions twice a week on Monday and Wednesday morning. All the residents have to get up and um, gather at the table. Well, Miss Sugar comes in every Wednesday morning um, and gets a half an hour, 45 minutes with these women before they start their day. And we've only transitioned into that a few months ago. And I'm already hearing how um, some of the residents say Wednesday morning is when my week starts. That's that's the start of my week because it's my favorite time. They get to spend not only in the word, in the presence of God, but they get sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so such an honor to have her. And, um, and so this topic, when I asked her if she wanted to be on the show with me, um, she's just an anointed speaker, preacher, woman of God. And so um, this has been a topic floating around our community. I've noticed in different churches that the pastors are speaking on it. We had a guest speaker come in to Freedom House who has not been around at all. And guess what he spoke on? <laughs> Which is awesome. Yes, he spoke on the verse literally that we've been talking about, like God has this way of weaving what he wants done through different through his sons and daughters, through us, through the people of God. And so this topic of speaking life has been something God's teaching us, showing us, growing us in. And so we wanted to share that with you guys as well. Amen. And, you know, one of the things that I see with the residents, whether they're the women or the men, is that they have just such a negative attitude about themselves and they don't know how to speak life into themselves because everything has been on the negative side for so long. And so one of the things that we've learned as staff members, we always do a book. We're always working on a book so that it can increase our knowledge of what, you know, what these gals and guys are going through. And so um, one of the books that we loved most is called Winning the War on Your Mind. And it really talks about how to make new neural pathways so that your go-to isn't a negative thought or report, but something positive that speaks life to you. Yes. And so yes. one of the things that I learned this week was that if you do 12 minutes of prayer for eight weeks, it actually makes changes that can be measured on a brain scan. Wow, let's let's repeat that. If you didn't catch that, listen to this. So 12 minutes of prayer for eight weeks can actually make changes that can be measured on a brain scan. Wow. That just blew my mind. Yeah. I mean, it just blew my mind because if we can get our residents you know, I don't want to say programmed, but if we can get them with enough knowledge that they, that with a concentrated effort yes. they put forth, yes. they can actually do this. And it actually creates a different pathway in their brain. Right. Yes. That's so powerful. And God created our bodies and our brains so intricate and amazing that, that we can change our stinking thinking. Exactly. Like we have the power to do that. And it's through prayer, through prayer. Right. Because we know that that goes right to the throne room of God. We have a straight connection to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm so thankful 
that we don't have to go through another person or all of this rigmarole. Absolutely. We can literally go straight to the throne and it can rewire our brains for the better. That's amazing. So one of the things that, you know, is on my heart is obviously speak life. Um, I'll tell you a little story. So one of my go-to phrases when somebody asks me how I am, I would always say, well, I'm on top and rising. And so as pastors, that was one of the things that I would say. And one day, a lady in our church came in and she said, how are you doing, Sharon? And I said, well, I'm on top and rising. And she looked me in the eye and she said, you're lying to me. I was just flabbergasted. And I finally found words to say. And I said, well, why would you say that to me? And she said, I know what you're going through. I know the struggles that you're having. And so you can't be on top and rising. And my response to her was, my physical troubles, my physical problems may be this or that, but I know I have Jesus. Glory. And so therefore, I am on top and rising. Mm. So my heart is to, with help, get these ladies and men to understand that regardless of what they're walking through, regardless of where they've been, regardless of what they've done, they can be on top and, and rising, rising because they have Jesus. Because they have Jesus. Yes. Yes. And so my goal is to help them reframe their thought pattern. And in order to do that, first of all, you have to define the lie that you've been living all of this time. And of course, that's really difficult because then you have to admit that you bought into it. Right. You know, so that you can't resist the lie until you identify it. Yes. So um, let's say that again. You can't resist the lie until, until you identify it. Identify it. Absolutely. Yep. So, and that in itself is a process mm -hmm. because honestly, we don't, <laughs> we don't want to admit that about ourselves, right. you know? And so um, getting the ladies and the men to a place where they can say, okay, this is the lie that I've been telling myself all along. Um, we get fixated on the presence of our problems and we lose the ability to focus on God. So we have to define that lie before we can reframe it into something that's absolutely positive, that's absolutely beneficial. And how do we do that? We do that because God's word says that we can. Yes, the ultimate truth, his word is the truth. And that's how, like the title of this book, we win the war in our mind is by combating those lies. Once you identify it, when you say, you know what? I'm not an addict. I'm not an alcoholic. I am a woman of God. I am redeemed by Jesus Christ. I am loved by the King of Kings. I am his child. I am chosen. And it took me years, you know, like I said, but if you can start identifying the lie and replacing it with the truth out of scripture, Oh, man, we're going to see victory. Woo! I just feel it. Right. Yes. So you have to declare truth based on God's word in the battle against the lies that we are tempted to believe about ourselves. Yep. Okay. So um, the word says in Proverbs 18 and 21, 
Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And we will eat the fruit of what we speak. So if death and life are in the power of the tongue and we are constantly berating ourselves or talking down about ourselves, we're speaking death right. to ourselves right. instead of life. And we're in such a habit of doing that. It really is a habit. Yep. But if you can change what you're declaring based on God's word, I'm not... I'm not talking about blab it and grab it, you know, or name it and yeah. claim it. I'm talking about <laughs> yes. based on God's word, yep. what God says about us. He says, I am the apple of his eye. Yes. He said, you are in the palm of my hand. Yep. He said, I do have great plans for you. If you look at Jeremiah 29 and 11, he says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans for good and not for evil. Right. That you would have a future. Right. And so a lot of, of what we do here is just reinforcing that with our residents and letting them know they have a future. It doesn't make any difference where they've been, where right. they've walked. You know, all of that is overcome when you know what the Word of God says. Right. I know. He knew before the very foundations of the world that he had a plan for you. If you look at Ephesians Chapter 1, verse 4, it says, before the very foundation of the world, that means before anything mm. was created, wow. he knew who you were. Those of you who are listening today, if you do not get anything else out of this, I want you to know that before God ever framed the world, he knew you. Woo! Yes. You the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes. He knew you. He knew what your name would be. He knew what you would do. He knew the choices that you would make. Yep. And he chose you anyways. anyways. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Woo! God is so good. <laughs> yes. He is just so good. And I hope if you're just tuning in that you get encouraged on this show today. Um, we're talking about power of life and death in our tongue. We're talking about speaking life. We're talking about how our words matter. And I've got Sugar in the studio with me today sharing her heart and thoughts on it. Um, this morning, I was privileged to get to speak at a chapel service at our local Cook Inlet Academy High School and junior high level. And they did a skit, the high schoolers did this skit before I got up and spoke. And it was so powerful. It was all about um, these three girls basically um, getting their image and their identity from either magazines or cell phones or friends, right. peers, you know, them saying, well, I need to be skinnier, you know, I need to be taller, or I wish I had blonde hair, I wish I had curly hair, whatever I don't have, I want, you know, that <laughs> they did a really good job at acting it out. And it was like, what they did is they would, they had the truth set up, like the Bible is the truth. And every time that they would buy in to a lie of the enemy they would take one step away from the truth and eventually because in their mind they're thinking well i i wish i was taller i guess maybe i'm not pretty or i guess this and oh i guess that's true and they kept getting farther and farther away from the truth to where eventually they were so far from god and the truth that they didn't know what was right and what was wrong and so thankfully 
these bullet verses, these scriptures of being the apple of God's eye, of being created in his image, of being his masterpiece, they're so important to have memorized in your mind because, like we talked about, winning the war in your mind comes with the truth of God and scriptures. Amen. And one of my favorite verses is actually found in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, and the latter part of that scripture um, says, who gives life to the dead. Now, honestly, when people come in that have come out of addiction, that's just how they feel sometimes, Mm -hmm. that they don't have any life left in their body. But he says, even God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. And so we may not feel in the morning like we want to get up and face the day, but when you start declaring those things that are not based on God's word, you know, based on God's word, he has chosen me, he has called me, he has a plan for my life. Right. When we start declaring the, the things that speak life to us, yep. it changes everything. Yeah. It changes everything. It, it really does. It gives us energy. It gives us purpose for the day. It helps us walk through those days in recovery as we're learning to walk what it, we call normal life. It helps us keep a positive attitude for that. Absolutely. So, so to change your life, you have to change how you think. Yes. And if you have stinking thinking, then you have to change that thinking around. It has to be a deliberate act. Yep. So my heart is to try to teach the ladies, which is what I'm working with right now on Wednesdays, to immediately take any thought captive that does not glorify God, that is not positive in their lives, and learn how to retrain those neural pathways that uh, we have so long sat in. And so one of the, one of the uh, things in this book that I loved, he said, in Alaskan Road, you know, we have horrible weather here sometimes, mm-hmm. and so we have a lot of roads that are not paved, and so going down a dirt, uh, dusty road in the winter time, and it's So we've got rain, we've got snow, we've got sleet. And so when you drive a vehicle down that road, it creates ruts. And the more you drive down the road, the deeper the rut is. And to try to get out of that rut is almost impossible because they come so deep. And that is just what happens with our thinking. That rut is there. We automatically go in it, and then we yep. don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. So, um, you know, my heart is really to to help these ladies learn how to think like the Word tells us to think, to speak life to those things that appear to be dead, right. but that God really wants to bring back to life. Yes, and so going back to what we said at the beginning of the show, maybe if you just tuned in, um, Sugar found this statistic that if you pray how many? 12 minutes a day for eight weeks, it actually makes changes in your brain that can be measured 
on a brain scan. So that's how you can get out of those ruts, people. Like yes. God is giving us the tools to get out. We pray if you pray. Because like I said, we're talking to the King of Kings, the one who created it all. He owns it all. He has it all. He knows it all. And if we pray to him in just such that short amount of time, we can change our stinking thinking. And I love it. There's another saying that Sugar talks about a lot around here. And it says, and she says, think about what you're thinking about. Amen. And that's so important. I think a lot of times we're going throughout our day, or I am, I can only speak for myself, I'm going throughout my day, and I'll get so far down this thought pattern, down this trail, that I'll stop and be like, what am I even thinking about? Like, this is not honoring and pleasing and praiseworthy and glorifying and edifying, and so we need to be thinking about what we're thinking about because that's going to come out of our mouths eventually at some point, and our words have power. And so Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, this is a guideline to changing your thinking. And it says, I'm reading out of the New King James. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue... And if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Those things speak life to you. Those things change how you approach every problem that you're facing during the day. Absolutely. When we think about what we're thinking about. Amen. I love this. And also out of this book is another saying that we love. It says, we can get fixed on the presence of our problems. Yes. And we lose our focus on the presence of God. And so if you're always thinking about your problems in life, maybe how am I going to pay that bill or I've got to I've got to do this, how am I going to get dinner made and juggle this and do that and and you're just focused on the problems and the negativity, your life and your actions and your words are going to follow and it's actually going to separate you from God. Amen. Yes. Amen. You have we have a choice in our thinking, also in our actions, what we say. It is our choice. We have a free will, and if the closer I get to God, the closer and the better that my words are going to be to glorify and edify and speak life to those around me. Amen. Amen. That is so true, and you know, um I love Toby Max song speak Speak life speak life in the name of jesus yes right so it's so i'm so glad that you all tuned in this week with us we are going to be on this show next week same place same time different topic probably different testimony but sugar if you just had one more thing to say to our listeners today what would it be that you could leave them with So when you find yourself driving down that road and you're stuck in the rut, Mm. the way out is Jesus. All you have to do is just lift up his name, cry, Jesus, help me, and he'll pull you right out of that rut. That's right. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in our words. And we are so thankful that we can go to the most powerful, the God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Be blessed, and we'll see you guys next week. Amen. Thanks, Jennifer and Sugar. 
Was there something on today's program that maybe sparked a thought or maybe you have some questions about or something you would like to discuss more? Or maybe you just need somebody who can pray with you. Call Freedom House today, 907-260-3733, 907-260-3733. To find more information about Freedom House, visit their website at freedomhouse907.com. That's freedomhouse 907 Com. And while you're there, maybe consider clicking on the donate button to help support Freedom House and to help support this radio program. And when you do click on that donate button, could you let us know what radio station you're listening to and how a dose of hope has blessed you? Again, you can make a donation right now by going to freedomhouse907.com. Well, that's going to do it for this week's program. For Jennifer Waller, I'm Tom Steigelman, and we hope you'll join us next week at this same time on this same radio station for a dose of hope.